Opening communications. Initializing Altarian frequency. Establishing connections. Designations. Jero. Dude link. Connected. DJ. Dude link. Connected. Scotty. Dude link. Connected. Raven. Dude link. Connected. Vixie. Dude link. Connected. Kaiser. Dude link. Connected. Flawless victory. Hey, this is DJ. As a preface to this episode, I felt like I needed to explain that this episode was recorded at the beginning of October when the events we're talking about actually took place. The episode was intended to be released much sooner, but due to some scheduling conflicts, realizing that pushing our NaNoWriMo episode back until right before November would hurt the advice that we were trying to give, as well as the technical difficulties that caused Feast on Legend to be released before NaNoWriMo episode, we ended up pushing this off much later, so since this was originally recorded, new developments have taken place. We understand that the situation between the streamer and Blizzard has changed, but we still support Hong Kong, and we're still going to release this episode because that's what we do. With that said, I'm here with all of the dudes. I've got j and Scotty, a rather quiet Raven, Vixie the Ninja, and the mysterious Kaiser. I don't know if I, I don't know if I got caught up in the Blizzard drama, but I sure do find it funny, and it quite frankly pissed me off. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be buying any Blizzard products anytime soon. And the same thing seems to have happened roughly with China and the NBA. It's like, yep. what the fuck, guys? What is money, what? money, hey, money? Hey, here's some communism, but we're going to go ahead and and ban everything because. We support fighting for your right, or we don't support fighting for your rights. So, yeah, I this is this is one of those particular situations where um, it falls under the entertainment world, but it also falls under the political world. And I I have my very very clear views on it. And yeah, I uh, I support Hong Kong. That's the end of the story on that. That's part of China, though, dude. It's it it is, but it also isn't. Hong Kong was under control under uh, British rule until 1999. And Hong Kong is kind of like a city state where it's kind of its yeah. own independent thing, but not. I mean, they drive on the correct side of the road. No, they don't, and that's the only thing that they need to pick because they don't. But no, honest, honestly, I mean, <laughs> they sit there and they wave American flags and they're trying to get us to help them. And I don't know how we can, because it's it's a very thin, thin line that we can say, hey, we like China, but we also support Hong Kong. And so politically, we can't get involved in it, quite frankly. But uh, I don't know. I, it's it's a it's a hard it's a very hard thing. And then Blizzard is just retarded for uh, banning a guy for a year who is also a major Twitch streamer and whatnot because he said I support Hong Kong and the freedom they're trying to find. He it wasn't a year. I thought he got banned from something. No, it's a year. a year. You can't take a year. part in any competitions for a yeah. year. What I read today was that he he's been banned for a thousand years. That his account says uh, one thousand years left on your ban. I don't believe you. I've only read a year. Okay, maybe I. Are you sure you weren't something reading? Wrong. 
Babylon B or onion. It was not Babylon B. Some kind of, uh, (laughs) I'm kind of torn with this whole, I could be wrong. I could be wrong because I was kind of reading it very quickly in between working, but I'm torn on the whole thing because it's like I just started playing Overwatch again, so I kind of want to keep playing Overwatch. But at the same time... At what cost? I don't... (laughs) Like, I feel like I don't want to... You can't delete your accounts now anyway. No, hold on. Vixie, Vixie, you brought this up, so you need to spill where it is that you fall on this level. Oh, we'll get get to that. I was in the middle of something here, man. (laughs) Yeah, you don't count. So... You're just the editor and producer. It's DJ and friends. Uh-huh. Not dude cast, because one day I'm going to miss one. It'll happen. Oh, he's going to record that. Craig will record it, and somebody will send me the download link, and I'll take care of it. <laughs> I guess Vixie can go now. Oh, she muted herself. Now she's like, nah, never mind. I, don't, I, I know Back I brought it up. But... World. Somebody in my fire team decided to turn on their, uh, turn on a mission, which was voicing at me at the same time. Anyway, so... On that note, hi, I'm playing Destiny 2 on Steam because they are no longer with Blizzard, and that's cool. Hey, Raven's playing Destiny 2 on Steam as well. Oddly on topic. <laughs> yeah. So I think Bungie made a, a pretty good move there at about the right time. It's almost like they foresaw it, but I doubt they did. It's just a good move. No, Activision just left the project. They were like, yay, we own our own game now. Woo! And there was this... I've been seeing memes about it because I have some very passionate friends who are, they've all left Blizzard now because they were only Destiny players anyway. And what was the other thing? Hearthstone. So there was a Hearthstone meme where somebody made a Hearthstone card that said Blitzchung. I don't know how to pronounce that actually. And it says Battlecry silenced uh, for one year and removed from the game. (laughs) Nice. Oh, it's awesome. I think I honestly, I think Blizzard is really going to fill this upcoming. I mean, if I was still subscribed to WoW, I would be dumping it pretty quick. I think that's where they're going to see it is they're going to have a drop in WoW subscriptions, but they also have to report the number of people who are actually using their games. And that's what the Blizzard launcher is doing for them is recording how long people play their games and how often if there's a drop in that they're going to see it and they're going to be like, hey, wait a second, this could be bad because we have to show this data to advertisers for stuff like BlizzCon and... I'll throw this out there. Yes, I'm, I'm, you know, one person, but I've actually been like really itching to play Diablo 3 again just for fun. I mean, just run through campaigns, maybe on a new character and I have no desire to now. I, I really don't. And it's just like, you guys are, what the hell? Yeah, I, I really don't think they're going to... I, I think they're going to lose a lot of numbers on this. They already have. That's why they have to stop people from disabling their accounts. Good. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that they've lost because they should understand that this is not some little thing. And I don't even understand why they've, they've sided with communism versus freedom. I really just don't. 1.8 billion customers. Holy... Uh, it was about making any kind of political statement it was supposedly in this contract you know you're not supposed to push any agendas while you're contracted by them yeah but then blizzard pushed a political agenda by doing what they did and quite frankly they should have just stayed out of it entirely whatsoever i mean because in the end what would have happened was that the guy that was live streaming and whatnot 
he would have lost the followers that didn't agree with him. And that would have hurt him. It would not have hurt Blizzard in any way. Well, I think Blizzard maybe thought that they were staying neutral by making a stand based on a contract. But what they don't realize is that you can't do anything in this day and age that isn't political. If they had stayed neutral on it, like literally, like not done anything, it would have been truly neutral. I wouldn't have ever heard about it. And it wouldn't have bothered me whatsoever if they had said, yeah, we're not on one side or the other of it. That would not have bothered me. But but by doing what they did, it immediately switched the perspective that they're on the side of China, you know, the co- communist China attacking the relatively free state of Hong Kong. Oh, tough stuff. You brought that up. How do you like that? <laughs> well, you wanted a topic. That's a good topic. It really is. I'm sure it's going to piss a lot of people off, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, it's just political and stuff like that. So it's like... I feel the need to differentiate between communism and fascism, both of which are present in China. And neither one of them are good, so... Hello? Hello? I want you to answer the door. (laughs) All right, go, Scott. Let me in. What about me? You You were in the middle of saying something. I was just saying just the way things are with Blizzard and how political of a stance it is. I'm surprised, like, you know, they just kind of shot off the hip a little bit without checking with PR first to make sure that that was the correct thing to do. Because where I work, that wouldn't have happened. You know what I mean? The video game world, and and I, I think you're right, they may not have checked with PR, but then again, they're also based in California, and they may have checked with PR and said, no, it's fine to do, but in all reality... In the, in the political world, video games are the last vestige of anybody that supports left, right, center, r- regardless of what part of the world you're from. It's the last vestige of, hey, we can all talk to each other and be friends, regardless of what we think. Right. And that's been constantly fought for, I think, since... Well, yeah, if I'm not talking civilly to you, how am I going to be able to go and fuck your mom at night? Exactly. I think since it was the second or third grand theft auto game it's constantly been a fight of oh this isn't right versus oh this isn't right or don't tell me what to do and don't tell me what to do and the video game world has often come out on top of it saying look we all think that this is just fun stuff and you are screwy for trying to mess with what we like to do and it it, it's not the play it hasn't happened in hollywood i mean it's everywhere except the video game world has essentially bowed down to the PC culture and video games haven't. I mean, if anything, video games have actually gotten even more off the PC culture than anything else just simply to say, yeah, we're not going to we're not going to play this game anymore. Yeah, cuz I mean, this kind of all spans off of Rockstar and their hot coffee mission, right? Yeah, it does. <laughs> so, that was a very big learning experience for not only Rockstar games, but like Take-Two Interactive, and they've learned from that. You know, they're not as big as Blizzard is or any of the other gaming studios like Bethesda or something like that, but they've they've really taken that lesson to heart, and they're like, okay, we kind of understand where the public's at with some of this stuff, so we're not going to agitate the people that keeps us in business. Right? Yeah, because they understand it. They, they know. But... And- you have studios like Blizzard that are just like, oh, we're safe. We're in our own little shell. We don't have to really worry about it, so we can say whatever the fuck we want. But at the same time, like they haven't had that hit 
that major hit to where they almost got put under for it. And this might be that, that learning experience for Blizzard. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> I hope it is because I, I mean, I, I love Blizzard. I've loved them since Warcraft 2. And I actually, you know, I always heard about Warcraft 2, but I had no idea what Warcraft was until I played that. But, you know, I've loved Blizzard for definitely nearly 25 years and maybe even more than that. And this, this was one thing that honestly took me by surprise. Like when I read this, I'm like, wait a minute, what? I, I've never really seen or read anything that Blizzard has done that did not take me by surprise, but this definitely did. Mm-hmm. And that really, it, it's honestly really bothered me. And I'm just like, you know what? I, I can't, I can't be associated with them right now for any reason, just on a personal effect. Do I think my one little vote is going to cause any problems? Well, no, I don't because I don't pay a subscription to wow. And mm-hmm. I own some games that I bought from them. But, you know, as far as my own little part of, look, I'm not going to play your game, even though I really have been itching to play Diablo 3 for a while again. I'm not going to play it now because you guys you guys just fucked up right here. So either figure it out and apologize or don't one way or the other. Just let me know so that I can know not to play your games anymore because it, it frankly pissed me off that an American said, hey, this is what I think. And then an American company said, well, screw you. And I don't really view it as a political situation or agenda or commentary. I view it as a right versus wrong commentary. But I don't know. Maybe some people don't. I don't know. I, I just I, I don't think I think that his contract with Blizzard was definitely a gray area. Yeah. If people feel uh, ambiguous about it at all, they're going to still listen to their friends when they are told, you know, you shouldn't play these games anymore because Blizzard did this thing. So it's, I mean, socially, it's going to hurt them a lot. That is 110% accurate, completely. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I got nothing more to say on that. I completely agree with you. It's a bit sad. It yeah. is, but I hope they learn their lesson from it. If they survive. That's true. They're going to survive. It just bothers me. Unless it's a serious, honest human rights violation, I don't understand why any company even takes political sides on any of this stuff. It only hurts them in the end because if you were to break it down in as simple factors as possible, they're by by doing this, they're eliminating fifty percent of their audience. That's what they're doing. They're they're losing half of their money just because they decided to take a stance on something. And I guarantee if they'd remained neutral on it, nothing would have happened. Nobody would have paid any mind to it, at least not in an amount that it actually affects them but because of what they did eh, and it kind of pisses a lot of people off and i've seen more stories and more comments more posts on facebook that are against what blizzard said versus what the the caster said versus what at least from my viewpoint based on what i've seen online he's got the most support out of it and blizzard is kind of left in the dust and that's going to cause problems for blizzard end of story i think this kind of exemplifies the fact that a contract is not an end-all, be-all high ground. It never has been, and it can always be challenged in court. I think that it's also something to, to point out that they did fire those casters, and that was almost like, it just showed how extreme their reaction was, because... It, it was not the cuff reaction. Overboard. It really does. It feels overboard. I feel like if it completely they is, issued a warning or said, hey, if you do this again, you know, we're we're doing this part of the contract where we terminate you. Yeah. 
but instead they just like, nope, nope, you're done. I mean, I mean, I guess there's a possibility that without us knowing it, they issued that warning. There's a possibility of it, but I just don't think there was. No, if they had done that, they would be using that right now to make themselves look better. Exactly. That's why I don't think they did. The warning should have been like the dude that they banned. It should have been like, hey, here's your warning. You're banned for a month. Do it again and it'll be longer. Yeah. Starting right off the bat is a year of complete ban from anything Blizzard. And yeah, because now he's going to spend a year building his platform around somebody else's game. And <laughs> yeah, he's not going to stop. He's not gonna, in a year. He's not going to be like, oh, well, the like a huge chunk of my followers have gotten used to me playing this game, these games over here. I'm not going to go back to playing Blizzard games now. Take someone like me who I, I don't remember his name, but you know, I'm at least half tempted if I wasn't such a lazy ass to go look him up and just follow him just for following sake. I, I'd probably never watch him because I quite frankly don't watch really anybody on Twitch. Yeah, I don't either. I'd go follow him on Twitch just to say, hey, I watch one person on Twitch. I was going to say that too. So yeah, I'm I a, only follow I'm one person up like that. I'm only following her. Sorry. There's this, um, there's this thing I did where I rearranged my setup so that I can't use my messy room as an excuse anymore. Good. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be able to start watching some bejeweled action again. Oh man. Yeah. Well, maybe. Or you're going to be able to start <laughs> streaming the next time we play EDF. Yeah, that, that might happen for sure. That would be yes. cool. Yeah, I look forward to the day that this thing takes off to the point I don't have to work a day job so that I can actually play these kinds of games with y'all. Save our mother earth from any alien. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that game. Next time we play EDF, Vixie's going to be able to stream it. I want to play EDF. Yeah. Yeah. Starship Trooper Simulator. Mm-hmm. Star Trek Online, Raven, what? Kind of reminds me of Tremulous there, because it was almost the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yeah, when it comes to Blizzard, I don't think I'm going to play their games for a while. I want to, like I really want to play Overwatch, but it's a first-person shooter. We know how I feel about those, so I can can sacrifice there. We have plenty of other options. Yeah, there are plenty of other options. Diablo 3, I was thinking about starting and playing it again depending on what BlizzCon does. I was going to buy tickets to BlizzCon, the virtual ticket. I haven't done that in a couple of years, and I was going to do it again this year. I was going to take the chance. I was like, they've got to do something. Last year, they didn't do shit. So this year, they've got to be like announcing some big stuff. Probably the next expansion for World of Warcraft. Definitely something Diablo-related. Something's got to be getting announced here. So I was thinking about getting the virtual ticket. Now I'm not going to get a virtual ticket. I'll just wait and... BlizzCon's nowhere near as fun as it used to be. They don't have Chris Metz in there anymore. That dude made every one of those panels amazing to watch. Your vote as an individual might not mean that much, but I, if you feel that strongly about it, that you're withholding a purchase from a company, then you know it's, it's more a matter of how many other people feel the same amount of strongly and will take the same course of action. Right. And depending on what they announced where World of Warcraft is concerned, it's a very small chance that they're going to get me back into playing WoW. I've been gone now for two and a half expansions. Give me talent trees back or, or don't waste my time. They might introduce something that makes me say, holy shit, I've been wanting that. But they introduced Trillion back in during Legion, and I really wanted Trillion back since Warcraft 2. So if that didn't bring me back, I don't think anything was going to bring me back. But now, it's like I'm really at that point where it's like, 
I'm whatever you announce for Diablo, I might buy it. I might not. It depends on how good it looks. I'm not coming back to WoW, though. If I decide I want to start playing MMOs again, more than Adventure Quest, where it's just like I jump on for a little bit and I, I do some grindy stuff and then I log off. If I want to play something that's like, I'm going to dedicate money to it and I'm going to play it, I'm probably going to play Final Fantasy fourteen, or I might pick up Elder Scrolls Online. Do we're here. But I already have Final Fantasy fourteen, and I kind of, kind of miss playing my character in that one, so... <laughs> That's how I feel now is like, well, crap, I was just starting to get back into playing Blizzard games and now I don't want to play Blizzard games again. Yeah, I know what you mean. Goodbye, Overwatch. <laughs> hey, don't 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 feel don't feel uh, peer pressure. I mean, you can play Overwatch if you want to. I'm just I'm just saying, you know, my personal decision is screw you, Blizzard. Go fuck yourself. That's all. I've spent some time away from video games and I've gotten to a point now where I'm a lot better at managing my time. So I can look at it and say, Hey, I got to get off the video games and get back to work with the dude cast or writing or whatever else it is I'm working on. Spend time with the family. So now that I'm better at managing my time, I was definitely looking forward to getting back into some of the games that I'd like, like Diablo three. I was actually thinking about reinstalling Starcraft two. Now that I got my new hard drive and I have space for it because I, love playing the arcade on starcraft people have come up with some amazing maps yeah they have i haven't done that in a while and i was thinking about doing it again but now i'm like well i could just spend time playing sins of a solar empire instead which is also a super fun game mm-hmm. hell you could play almost anything by ea because i don't think they've even stooped as little as blizzard not gonna, has. not gonna lie if they brought the druid and shapeshifting back to uh diablo sorry <laughs> brain fire <All> right. <laughs> Brain fart. I just got, uh, yeah, if they brought a werewolf shapeshift back, I would 100% reinstall that. I think they're going to announce a Diablo 4. And depending on how, where it looks like they're taking the story and what kind of classes they announce, Diablo is probably the only thing at this point that could get me to look back at purchasing a Blizzard game. But even then, I'm kind of hesitant because... The team that actually made Diablo really awesome doesn't work for Blizzard anymore. And the people who have picked it up since then don't quite seem to understand how to make Diablo awesome. I, I will add this onto it, though, is that um, knowing Blizzard's track letter on, re- on announcement versus release dates, I don't think you have to worry about a fourth Diablo game being released anytime soon. And they screwed themselves enough on this that they might have to put that on a back burner anyway to do damage control on this. If the insider rumors are correct, Diablo 4 was supposed to be announced last year. And if you go and you look at their PR leading up to BlizzCon last year, it was like the Diablo page was getting all sorts of updates. They most of their advertising for BlizzCon was coming through their Diablo pages and their Diablo social media. Their artwork had a lot of Diablo themes in it. And then all of a sudden, they started saying, oh, we don't want you to expect too much about Diablo because we're not going to be announcing much. And then it's a mobile game is what they announced that has now apparently permanently been put on hold. It's been finished for months and they've just put it on hold and never going to release it. Right. But my, my point to it is that they, they, they're so long pressed for doing release dates based on what they say versus what actually happens that this latest move by them 
I think it's going to put everything they have right now on hiatus because they have to do damage control. They have. I don't think they will because with Diablo 3 Reaper of Souls, they announced it and it was out like three months later. Uh, with the Necromancer expansion or the Necromancer character pack, they announced it and it was available like a week and a half later. With Warcraft, with the last two expansion packs in Warcraft, they announced them and it was before the next BlizzCon they were released. They've gotten to a point now where they're announcing stuff within a year of it being released. And now they have Activision who's there like, no, you have to release when we tell you to release and you can patch it later. But last year, since they didn't do Diablo and it was obvious that they were going toward Diablo and then their entire BlizzCon had like nothing to it. There was no substance because they didn't announce shit, especially because PR is bad. I totally expect that they're going to announce something big and it's probably going to be something Diablo, even if it's still a year and a half or two years away. They're not going to cancel the announcement again like they did last year because they don't want the negative feedback they want to give. They want to put something positive out there because right now they're, they've got negative out there. And the only way to turn that around is, hey, a month from now is BlizzCon. Let's, let's start building BlizzCon hype and get people to want to go back into Sanctuary and start killing some demons again. Find out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think they shot themselves in the foot. I do think they'll recover. I really don't think they'll have too much of an issue on the recovery side, but I think right now they're going to realize how much they screwed up, and it's going to be hard for them to release any announcements or whatever uh, in the meantime, simply because of the fact that people are just going to view it as, you guys are just doing this to cover your ass after your ginormous PR mistake. So, I would year before Blizzard honestly truly recovers from what they've done, and it has to take a pretty powerful apology, starting with Never mind, we rescind what we said about our, you know, this guy. Sorry, never mind. I think that's what's going to take. They've got enough Chinese players playing WoW that I don't think it's going to hit them as hard as it could. Well, that's only because the Chinese government censors them. Yeah, true. I was going to say Chinese people are mad too, question mark? Well, yeah, probably. Only in Hong Kong. And the other thing is, gamers are easy to distract. You put a shiny new game in front of them, the majority of them a good 60 to 70% of them are going to be like, Ooh, new game. Here's my money. Take my money. I forgot that I was mad at you. I don't think you're right on that. I don't either. Case in point being electronic arts. I think you're wrong. How many times did electronic arts have to screw over their players before their players started saying, Hey, no, I wouldn't say we're easy to distract. I say we're willing to give second chances and have faith in companies. We really like because of games. We really liked. It's true. I guess that's a better way of putting it. I played EA for a long time before. I'm like, you know what? You guys are lucky. I don't even yeah. know more. No, gamers are some of the most cynical people I know, especially when it comes to spending their money on the on their hobby. True. <laughs> I mean, if I was a model builder, uh, it'd be a lot harder for me to, to distract me from building models than to play a game. I've just seen too many times where it's like, oh, this has me all pissed off. And then they just announce something new and it's ooh, ooh shiny. I want it. To me, it's like it's really easy to win gamers back that you have to screw up repeatedly and like constantly multiple times over years before the gamers will finally say, "Okay." I think those days are over. What would you consider gamers that are like, okay, never mind. You distracted me. What age, what age group would you consider them in? I know people right now who are my age that are in their mid thirties that as soon as they see a new game by a developer that they loved 15 years ago that has been shit for the last five years, 
they're immediately like, oh, well, I was mad at you for this, but now you're releasing the new whatever game, so I can't wait to play this. You actually answered my question. Awesomely enough, no, you unfortunately didn't, mostly. (laughs) I have to admit that what you're saying does have merit. Like, case in point for me would be Bethesda. Let's do this, Kate. I have, I'm young, I'm in the same age group as everybody that is on this list that is in this podcast. But unlike everybody here, I've got a 14-year-old son and a 17-year-old daughter. And my 17-year-old daughter is more on the movie side, but my 14-year-old son is on the video game side. And one of his favorite restaurants is Buffalo Wild Wings. About two weeks ago, they came out and talked about how they banned the American flag, essentially, from their establishment because it's too offensive. And I sent that to my son, and he said, but why? I really like them. And I said, I don't know. You tell me. And he's like, well, I don't want to go there anymore. On the same path, as far as video games go, he understands how horrible EA is. And at this point in time, he plays Apex Legends when Destiny 2 is essentially not online. Otherwise, he plays Destiny 2. And he plays 90% Steam games. He does not play EA anymore because he understands they're complete crap. Well, I'm going to have to stop you right there. If you're going to continue to talk about EA games, it costs $9.99. Huh? <laughs> no, you cut out. He, he said that if you're going to talk shit on EA games, it's going to cost you $9.99. No, no if you continue to talk about yeah, EA if you continue to talk about EA games, it's $9.99. $9.99 for three minutes. Yeah, for three more minutes. Perfect. I had no idea what the hell you were saying. <laughs> Paying somebody to fuck you. <laughs> That's pretty fucking funny, and you are correct. I'm sorry, here's my not 99 in <laughs> My point is, is that there is a generation that's coming up after us that is like, you know what? You guys are total shit. You're shitbags, and I don't want anything to do with you. The last good game that Anthony has told me he's played from EA was literally Bad Company 2. Everything that's come after it that he's tried to play except for Titanfall has been crap, and it was only Titanfall only simply because of the fact that they joined EA a few years ago. Before, like, he was playing Titanfall, and Titanfall 2, if I remember correctly on the timeline, came out, and then EA picked him up. The thing with him is he grew up in the age of EA sucking. He never had that nostalgia period. With Blizzard, is they have a nostalgia period that lasts up until... Today, there's still people today who are playing their games and saying, hey, this is wow is the best game ever. And with gamers, even at even at your son's age, any gamer, if they have a nostalgia, if they have a connection to that company and they think, hey, this company produces the best games and they have this reputation for creating the best games over like the last decade, they ignore it. As soon as the next game gets announced, whatever it was that pissed them off, they ignore it. And it takes years before gamers start saying, hey, you know, You've kind of screwed the pooch repeatedly for the last like five years, multiple games in a row that have been really stupid, really shitty. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. But that's not Blizzard doesn't have that. I introduced him to Battlefield and Bad Company 2 about four years ago. I, I introduced him to it when I thought EA was actually good. So he didn't have my influence on it. This influence came and he started telling me how bad EA was. Well, that's because he joined into EA during the time of EA being bad. So he came in, he didn't have the influence of EA being good. He came in and said, 
this is bad. Why, why are, I don't want to play this. This is bad. Wait, DJ, are you still saying that gamers still have this nostalgia protecting these companies? Yeah, I still think that, especially older gamers, but even younger gamers with a company like Blizzard that has a long history of good games, because Blizzard, even though they've had some bad expansion packs with WoW and Diablo 3's first release was kind of bad, StarCraft has still been a hit. Heroes of the Storm is still kind of popular. Overwatch is huge. Blizzard doesn't have like a line of games and bad decisions being made over years. So something like this, they're going to be like, oh, that was a stupid move. And then. But they have a generational line, and the generational line is very clear cut. But at the generational line, still going to look at it and say, wow, is a huge game. Overwatch is still a good game. They made a mistake here, and now it's been a month, and I've already forgotten about their stupid mistake, and they're announcing Diablo 4. So. Mom, dad, will you give me 40, 50 bucks, 60 bucks? But the bucks. younger generation is not going to, is going to say, screw you. I guarantee it. I got, I got a thousand, hundred thousand dollars that I, yeah, you don't have a hundred thousand dollars that I don't have that I would put on it. Honestly, that the younger generation is not going to forget about it. They're not, they just don't. They, they're like, you know what? They, they really honestly have the attitude of, Hey, I'm just here to watch the world burn. And they don't forget shit. They just don't. Oh, Scotty. Right? My God. <laughs> Talk about nostalgia and my heart hurting. Doesn't that just take you back? Oh, it doesn't just take me back. It makes me cry. Oh, what I was going to say earlier is that you have, I mean, you have a point. You're not wrong. But I think that companies are starting to, to drop turns on the punch bowl here. It's not just Blizzard that is being held for you know accountable for their own stuff it's it's now we're we're kind of sick of it like it's not just blizzard it's it's ea it's bethesda just releasing buggy shitty games that need to be modded to be a game yeah ea ea and and you're right blizzard's going to recover this isn't going to hit them as hard as ea would get hit if they did the exact same thing ea did it this would be like a nail in a coffin they'd be that much closer to it if bethesda did it they'd be that much closer because of what you just said. And it's taken me over 10 years of telling people Bethesda releases shitty games and people look at me like I just killed their cat. And I'm like, look, Oblivion's been out for like years and they have bugs that have been out since day one that are still out there that modders had to fix. And Bethesda still hasn't even looked back on that, hasn't even given it a second look. They make shitty games and they don't fix them. Sure, they make okay games, but their game quality is shit. I got to say this because I think it's hysterical. Bethesda is garbage. They, they really are. And what's even funnier about that is the fact that I had never even heard of Bethesda until you told me about that story where you bought Doom for you and Jade. I had no idea that <laughs> Bethesda even bought ID. I'm like, wait, who's Bethesda? You're telling me about this. And I'm like, huh? I don't think I've ever played a Bethesda game. I honestly don't think I ever have. Because I don't even remember the name. Like, you told me Bethesda, and I'm like, isn't that a shipbuilding company out on the East Coast? Aren't they based out of Maryland or D.C. or some East Coast shipbuilding company? I thought that was a city. I had no idea what the hell Bethesda was until you told me about it with Doom. No idea. The point I'm trying to make is that, no, they're going to recover, and they're not, you know, they don't have a history themselves of doing really stupid shit, but everybody else does. And they're still going to take a little more heat than they would have otherwise. Had they done this, I don't know, five years ago, even. No, I completely agree with that. 
if they'd done it five years ago, it probably would barely have harmed them. But now people are sick of shit. End of story. It doesn't matter if it's video game world, Hollywood world, political world. People are sick of the bullshit and they don't want to see it. They don't want to hear it anymore. They're just done with it. And if you offend them, they're just like, you know what? I'm on to the next thing. I'm done. It's a it's sticky mm-hmm. situation. Well, I'm glad I brought that up. <laughs> oh, there she is. Hey. Like a ninja, she stirred the shit pot and then ran. She really did. <laughs> Damn. She's like, all right, now that I got them talking about that, I can get back to Destiny 2. <laughs> She's like, ha ha. I just know, I, I know a lot of people who are really happy that Destiny 2 isn't on Blizzard anymore because then they can, they don't have to boycott it on principle. They can all oh, move to Destiny 2. I don't even play Destiny 2, but Anthony does. And I'm glad for that because honestly, seems to have my thought processes. And I think he'd be heartbroken if he saw that. And he'd be like, wait, yeah. why? It kind of taps back to the Buffalo Wild Wings. I don't think he'll ask us to go back to Buffalo Wild Wings again for a couple of years at least. Because he's pretty upset about the fact of what they did. So I really try not to influence my kids. I really tried to present two sides of an argument to them. And they ask me questions and I try to tell them why on both ends. So I'm trying to keep them as neutral as possible. Let them make their own minds up. I really do. At least that's what I think I do. I could be wrong, but without a third party intervention, I have no idea. But honestly, this meme that Scotty sent, it says origin, we create worlds. And that was, God, what is that? 30 years ago, almost? That's 92. Yeah, that's almost 30 years, isn't it? Oh, God, I remember EA with Origin. Wing Commander is one of my favorite video game series ever. Wing Commander Prophecy was, like, my favorite. Oh, yeah, you had to say that one. (laughs) Hey, you know what? She's consistent. Star Trek Voyager. (laughs) Wing Commander Prophecy. Wing Commander was an amazing game series. Oh my god, I love it. My that Rebel movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can tell my taste, right? I have to represent the minorities. Yes, you know what? <laughs> Me and you, Vixie, we're right there together all the way. <laughs> <laughs> Prophecy is actually my second favorite. It's actually a really fun one. I really enjoy it. My favorite one is Privateer. I mean, hands down. And that's partly because of the free world you had. I mean, after you beat the game, you could still play. Price of Freedom was my favorite. Oh, I love Price of Freedom, too. God, I, I love the Wing Commander series. One of the best fighting flight sim games out there. And you know, that guy's still making games, right? Who? The guy that's in charge of the Wing Commander series. Is he? What's he doing? Yeah, it's called Star Citizen. No. Oh, I've heard it. That's him? Yeah, that's him. Oh, my God. That's why people are just dropping their own assholes out over it because they're <laughs> it's an amazing it's like your favorite director directing like first vr movie or it's 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 fanboy all over the place there was a huge hi- hiatus from one of my favorites uh game types when i was growing up and dj can vouch for me on this is flight sims i love flight sims but mm-hmm. nothing good has come out honestly since star wars alliance should take a look at this because it's entirely a simulation. Every thruster on the ships is a simulation. I'm going to because I had no idea it existed. So now that I do, <laughs> I sure shit, I'm going to. 
I mean, I still have a joystick. Yeah, he plays with his joystick all the time. I'm going to caution you that it's it's one of those early access work in progress type things, but it's raised something like God, sixty five million dollars through crowdfunding. Holy shit! Yeah. Something ridiculous. I have not heard like about that. this. I don't. I know. think we've talked about Probably it. Haven't I don't follow any of that shit because of the simple reality that anything I ever hear about flight sims is so. <laughs> I hear your ducks. <laughs> Simply because of the fact that I gave up on flight sims like a decade ago. I really did. Nobody made a good one anymore. So I stopped following them. So I will definitely check that shit out. Thanks for bringing that up. For sure. We, I would gladly make that a topic of, uh, of conversation for one of the podcasts. Flight sims or in general or the video? I game? mean, the, the difference between crowdfunding a shitty game and a good one. And also Star Citizen. We slightly touched on that. I think, uh, didn't Scotty, didn't, didn't you? Uh... It might have been me. Yeah, I think me and DJ and Vixie, and Vixie uh, touched on that. I didn't really also flight sim, otherwise I would have. The one we talked about was No Man's Sky. Uh, okay, that yeah. one, yeah. I, I looked at that and I'm like, eh, I don't know. That. I didn't even relate. It was still in crowdfunding, so. Yeah, that should actually be, that's a good contract. Sorry, my headset keeps going out. We did touch on that, on uh, crowdfunding stuff, so. I think we were unfavorable about it, actually, at the time. We were very unfavorable about it and probably still are. Well, I'm I'm still pretty unfavorable about it. So I know how much people have put into No Man's Sky, and I'm like, uh, when is this game going to actually become something? Because when I first saw previews for it and gameplay videos for it, I'm like, this is what Privateer was supposed to be on the third iteration, and then they abandoned it completely. And I'm just like, this is what I wanted it to be. And then I started seeing reviews and people playing it, and I'm like, this is not that great. And at that time, because that was about, what, two years ago, three years ago, I didn't understand uh, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding for a game like that. I didn't realize it was still an alpha and that you had to crowdfund it in order to get further. So now I understand it and I'm, I don't want to have anything to do with it right now because it's quite frankly horrible. In all honesty, as far as video games go, I am fairly far behind the times because I honestly don't have time to look for, play, download, pay for things. I just don't have the time or the money or whatever. I should try to find my a picture of one of my ships that I have. Hang on. I am against crowdsourcing games, especially on Patreon. I've gone over that a lot. Yeah. It used to be what? Alpha sourcing was like, hey, we'll pay you to play our games, and now it's, hey, we're alpha, come pl- pay us to play our game. Wasn't that one of our topics? And with Patreon, it takes them for hell and ever to get anywhere because they're trying to make an alpha release that's a complete release, and you can't do that. When you're trying to do a complete release every month and you're stopping to polish to make sure things are good enough for the game to be playable, it's just stupid, and it's a waste of my money to through patron to back something out because people end up spending $20 a month all year long just to get the best stuff possible from this Patreon release. And this game isn't going to be when it's complete, it wouldn't even be worth 20 bucks. And you just spent like a hundred and something, but with Kickstarter, there's just too many games where it's like, Oh, this is what I want to do. And it's going to cost me this much money. They get the money and then they start getting, scope creep and being like oh well i could add this feature and i can do this and i got the extra money now so 
Hold on. Are you saying that I could say that I have this concept for a video game, ask for a million dollars, and then not deliver and walk away with seven fifty? Well, you no, still no, have no, to no, deliver no, no, something. No, 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 no. You have to show that you're working on it. Well, I can pretend like I'm working on it. That's why I say seven fifty, not a million. You can't do that. At look, so there was a developer <laughs> doing Shinmu three. And it was crowdfunded, and people got refunds because they took st- the ability to have Steam keys away because Epic bought them. Oh, yeah. We talked I about, about that. that one. We talked about that at the time. I didn't know that refunds were made. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yes. It was only because Epic funded. Still, I mean, that, that helps because it means the scamming is... Yeah, no, Epic funded those refunds. That's the only reason they happened. Okay. Well, that's, that's good. That's good. So with Kickstarter, yeah, that, that's part of the reason why I don't like it. And it's become glaringly obvious that even experienced developers will fall for this. Case in point, the two dudes from Andromeda's game is like five years overdue. These dudes released a shitload of games. What's the name of it? It's Space Venture with Ace Hardway. Okay. And their company, I think, is called du- Two Dudes from Andromeda. Okay. And... It was supposed to be released like in 2014, and it's still not out. Mm. And we know it would be freaking as amazing as Space Quest. And the only reason that they haven't had Kickstarter come after them is because they've been releasing videos of voice actors doing the dubbing. And just recently, they released what the box art is going to look like, because it's going to be released on Blu-rays, I guess. I don't know. I think we need to wrap this bitch up. So I think that's just a see you later, dudes. It might be. I, I don't. I don't have anything to really like say to wrap things up. So yeah, just like see you later, dudes. Never march your soldiers without a hat. Also, remember that the Chinese in Hong Kong are ahead of us in such a fashion that they have holographic baseball cap emitters, so that their uh, facial recognition software does not recognize people. <laughs> Hell yeah! Have you seen, have you guys seen that? Oh my god, they, they have hats that are projecting holographic images over their faces so that the facial recognition software does not see them. Look it up. That is fantastic. I heard about it today. Not even shitting you. Today. It's amazing. I saw some video of it and I'm like, huh. Honestly, if you, <laughs> if you were to base it on pixel rate or whatever, it looks absolutely horrid. But apparently their facial recognition cameras don't know. They can't pick it up. They can't be like, oh... And if you know anything about China and Google, they've been working on this facial recognition software for five years now, and they've got it down pretty well. And people in Hong Kong are like, screw you. And they created these hats that they're literally almost baseball caps with cameras on them that that are not cameras, they're hollow projectors. That's awesome. (laughs) It's it's awesome. And I'm like, why don't we have this here? We don't have cameras on every single street here either. It's true. And and it kind of goes back to why don't the Brits have this? Because London, I think London is the number one most surveillance. That's the word surveillance. I think it's surveilled, but whatever. Surveilled, surveillance, whatever city in the world is, is London. And thank you, Big C, for bringing up the Blizzard kit because that <laughs> all stemmed from Blizzard's mistake. And it's definitely a mistake. It's probably our most political episode ever it is it is <laughs> and i support hong kong and if that offends you well i am the Shit, now i have to censor that 
Fuck you. Beep. Just say, I support beep. <laughs> you don't have to censor it. I'm the offendo. You know what? I'm going to censor it with an orgasmere, which is ironic because Trey Parker and Matt Stone are definitely giving China the bird. Oh, Anywho. shit. See, that was something else we could have touched on with that. They nope, really nope. are. We're done. We're done. <laughs> Did you see their apology? See you later, dudes. You see, see ya later, dudes. Oh, God, you're fucked. You can stop recording. We could still talk. They're Bye. not mutually exclusive. Bye. Well, we have to say goodbye. Did you see Bye, everybody. Goodbye. DJ sucks. And that was Lack of Vision Blizzard. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I apologize for the political undertones. We try to stay away from that as much as possible, but... This time we just couldn't bring ourselves to ignore it. I need to make a correction on the two dudes from Andromeda. Their business is actually two guys from Andromeda. Should have fixed that during post. Why didn't I do that? Huh. That's just me. We all know me. I don't like to change what's actually in the episode. It kind of doesn't feel right to plug ourselves on this one, so I don't think I'm going to. See you later, dudes. Stay awesome. Dude Link, terminated.